0: Still with it. Now the double team, as always, finds Jack
1: along the boards. But now, brought up by Sherry, scores! Make that, Skinner with the goal. And Dulles slaps it back down below. Skinner again, jams it at the far post, scores! Second of the game, third of the season. Hallmark, the Sabres ahead, Skinner with an empty net, sitting on two goals, and there it is! The hat trick for Jeff Skinner, the fifth of his career.
0: Hello everybody, this is the Charging Buffalo Podcast. I am Joe, joined as always with Luke, and we're already fired up today. The verse NHL on Versus music for the intro, that always gets you fired up.
1: So. Joe, Joe, I said to you before we went on... When I hear that, I imagine, like, a super cool... I didn't get this elaborate with it, but, like, an anime intro where Doc Emmerich maybe is... Uh, not exactly an animated intro, but they're acting, you know. Doc Emmerich is on top of a mountain with a, with a guitar just shredding away. And, like, uh, it cuts, to like, Eddie Olchek on another mountain with, like, a staff in his hand, like, looking off into the distance. Like, none of them have beards, but, you know. It shows, like, uh, Peter McGuire with binoculars creepily looking down at all the players in the NHL <laughs> yes I want to throw this in actually yesterday Pierre McGuire randomly mentioned Cal McCarr and started talking about him during the Avalanche game
0: Cal McCarr yeah, I saw yesterday that uh, Colorado was probably going to bring him in after the trade deadline whenever UMass' season is over that's what he so was saying big pickup
1: it was just so he's just like this Colorado team is so good but I'll tell you why they're even better Cal McCarr. <laughs> he's not on the team yet. Like he said something like, um, "You know, once once the the season there is over for him, he's gonna come join this team, and they're gonna get that much better, or something like that." He is
0: gonna make him better. He's off to a very good start in for UMass, and he's got like something like ten points already in like right six games. Earth. So,
1: could you imagine Ray Ferraro like talking about the Leafs like, "Oh, I'll tell you what this this." This Lee, this Leafs defensive core is really overachieving right now, but just wait till Timothy. Why? It's it's you don't have to
0: talk about that right now. <laughs> and Rasmus Sandin, apparently the better Rasmus that, from the 20, 2018 draft, according to Leaf fans on Twitter. So, Leaf fans, they're just they're a they're a funny bunch. Mm-hmm. You see, funny bunch. Did funny you see bunch. the did you conference. see the the argument that was going on last night with that one Leaf fan and Nate Geary? I did not. Oh, my goodness. The guy was like, "The Buffalo just can't have nice things. Casey stats looking like a bust. Rasmus Dowling's having a slow start. Oh my it's just, they're just... Clueless. They're getting scared. They're getting scared. I don't know. I think. How how many points back are the Sabres from the Leafs? Is it four now? No, they, won, they won last night, but... The Sabres are at 10 points in October. Yeah, so, yeah stark comparison to... Last episode, we were talking about the Fire Housley talk was firing up mm. at that point. But the Sabres uh, won the last two games of the Sabres After Dark West Coast road trip. And, yeah, they beat the Anaheim Ducks and the LA Kings. So, not a bad road trip. What was it? Were they... what? Yeah, was it they were 3-2? and 3-2 and, two three on, and the two on the road trip, not yes. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad. If you would have told me that... At the beginning of the season, they're going to be above five hundred nine nine games into the season. I'd be fine with that. But four looked horrible. And in those wins, they've looked really good. It's been a tale of two different teams. Mm-hmm. Two completely different teams. And I don't understand. They'll look really good one night, and then the next night they'll look like last year. Mm-hmm. Like, horrifically bad. I want to gouge my eyes out with hot pokers. So... I need to build that consistency.
1: I just did some uh, quick math, quick math. We have to average about 14, 15 points a month if we want a playoff spot. Mm. Hmm. Here's how it works. I did, I don't know. I actually, yes, there's seven months. I did 95, which is the typical benchmark. Okay. It hasn't been recently, but that's what they always go to. 95 divided by 7, the amount of months in a season. And I got 13.57 big decimal all right i figure at about point and a half onto that should give you some leverage into the 100 point range we're already at 10 points with and there's about like six six days to go in the month yeah we have montreal tonight i think we still have columbus too here this month or calgary Mm -hmm. whichever one it is and if we finish those games out strong then we'll be about above the 13 and a half mark so, yeah, this is a big game. This
0: I know it's October 25th, but and I hate using the big game tag on anything, but this early. It's at least. a big game, but they've won two in a row. They can't they cannot go out here tonight and look like the Sabers team of the last 5, 6 years. They just can't. I said that the other day. Like it just they just can't. It's it's just so frustrating to see them and I get it too early. Them to show up and look like they're taking steps in the right direction and the next game they're getting blown out 5 to nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't get you can't get your head caved in by Montreal tonight. You, they're the better team. The Sabres are the better team against Montreal.
1: Carey Price isn't playing. You can't lose this game. No. You can't. There's a lot of teams in this division that were better than. Mm-hmm. The thing that frightens me is Montreal is four one and two last time I checked. I think yeah, they, they played were, yesterday. Having a decent start. They played yesterday though. They might have won a fifth game, but Carey Price is the reason why that's that's happening. They they don't have good players. Quite frankly, their top line is like weird. Uh, I don't think Jonathan Drouin is a first line player in this league anyway, or a center. Yeah. So. We we caught a break. We caught a big break here. You'd like to see how we can do against a guy like Carey Price, but I mean, you take wins when you can get them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's eight uh, thirteen in the morning right now, so
0: yeah. obviously the morning skate isn't gonna happen during this episode. So we're not gonna know who the starting goaltender is. Who do you think starts tonight?
1: Well, as of yesterday, the lineup was the same yes. from from the to, Anaheim game. Yeah, I think Hutton gets to start just mm-hmm. because you got to give him a look still. Yeah. Um, Oh, the Anaheim game was last, right? Yes. And Hutton played that, yeah. Hutton had a bit of a tough outing, kind of, against Anaheim. Uh he one of the goals was a two on one or something, I believe, and uh it was kind of a fluke. They shot it, went right over his glove, but again it's a save he should have made. Mm-hmm. Um I forget what the first goal even was. It's Anaheim, how it happened. But I still I still love our goaltending duo. It's nice not seeing Sabers Twitter burst into
0: flames every time a goalie gives up a goal now.
1: Yeah, and it's nice to actually trust your goaltender when they go to challenge the shooter and they come a little bit out of the crease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's been huge breakdowns where Hutton is flopping and leaving the net wide open, and we're still somehow keeping out of the net. We haven't allowed a goal in that situation yet. So, What'd Jeff Skinner like? mm-hmm. scores a hat
0: trick. His first hat trick is a Sabre. Mm-hmm. How many goals has he got now? Four or five? Five. five. That's, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's... That's what they traded for. And these new lines, I don't remember if we were able to talk about the new mm-hmm. lines in the last episode, but I was full of Jason Pommenville rejoining Jack Eichel. And I think I my words were, I never want to see that again. Never mm-hmm. want to see Jason Pommenville with Jack Eichel again, but it works. And it's not the, um, I guess I guess it's, you wouldn't say it's the fun thing, but it works, so you might as well keep
1: it together, because Pominville does produce when he's alongside Jack Eichel. So. Pominville is still a smart player, mm-hmm. and in a way it helps Eichel having a veteran guy like that on his wing who is smart and can make the plays, and it also helps having Skinner on their wing. But pominville has been really good. He scored a dirty goal against the Kings. Yeah, It was Pomenville. Uh That line has been superb. It's been carrying us, mm-hmm. and it's fun to think because we have won five games without Half of our lineup scoring, for the most part. I haven't looked at the exact sheet, but Reinhardt still isn't on the score sheet. Middleset has one assist. Um, trying to think of some other guys. All of our defensemen have
0: scored, so that's cool. How long did it take? I think Scandalo was the first defenseman to score last year, and it was mm-hmm. maybe a month into the season. had to be. And then the year before that, it was a long time, too. Like, defensemen just Didn't never did Josh got, Georges
1: get the first goal? I don't
0: even remember. It's been... Forever since we've had defensemen that can score, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. or at least they take forever to do so. But yeah, Jeff Skinner up to a nice start. Eichel had a, what a what was a three or four point night against the Kings, yeah, yeah, and then he had, added another assist against the Ducks. So uh, good on Jack, he's up to point per game, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm nice. up the stats actually. And you saw. The story on NHL.com that the Sabres have a tough decision looming on <laughs> whether they should keep Rasmus down <laughs> in
1: yeah Buffalo. They paired him with Jesperi Kakanyemi in terms of, like, decision time is looming yeah. or something. I sent it in the chat, in the TCB chat. But, like, are you kidding me? NHL, I'm going to say right now. NHL.com has the lowest of any sporting league out there. You know who does social media right and does their their – Branding and website, right? MLB, and the MLB is pretty closely tied to the NHL in terms of TV. TV. Yeah. They they run on the same studio. They they have the same graphics packages. Mm-hmm. I just noticed too. I think the MLB, all their alerts are exciting. They're funny sometimes too. They have good captions on their post. The NHL is, it's about as uninspiring as most of the players are in terms of personalities. It's. uh you think that some of that would rub off in them. Nope. No. It's not. No. The NHL is a lot of things wrong. It's not – they're, they're – I don't know who's in charge but of their marketing, but they don't, like, put a lot of effort into it. Mm. Yeah.
0: Uh, Casey Middlestad. I think he's been playing well, but the points just aren't coming. Uh-huh. I think he's, he's starting to get more involved offensively. Is he –
1: he was getting a little bit of first power play minutes, wasn't he? Yes. I feel like he was, And yeah. he, he hit a post against San Jose, I believe it was. He's gotten unlucky. Yeah. He's played very well, and I can live with that. He's going to get on the score sheet eventually. Mm-hmm. He's going yeah, to start no scoring. Question. And when that happens, that it's so exciting for what this offense can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's a bust. He's a bust. Oh, he's, according to, yeah, but right now he's a bust. According to, the, that side of Toronto Maple Leafs'
0: Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not even a side. Our, most Leaf fans are like this. I feel like most Leaf fans are like this. Like, what? Why Why do Leafs fans feel entitled? What have they done? No, they have an inferiority
1: complex mm-hmm.
0: to to Buffalo. I don't understand. Did
1: you see that stat where Toronto would have to win their next, like, 343 games? I, I, wasn't that Bill who tweeted yeah, that? Yeah, and they'd it. still be... Like a thousandth of a decimal point behind us in terms of point percentage. Yeah, who who crazy. are they to talk down to us? What what has Toronto done these last ten years other than draft Austin Matthews and Tank, and sign John They haven't done they anything. Mitch Martiner. They have not done anything to be so entitled. Their fans. Like imagine um, imagine Browns fans <laughs> being like, "Hey man, your team sucks and we're better because we've been here longer." That's what, that's pretty much what the argument can be. They won a cup the last time they won the cup, the Sabres didn't even exist. I know. Half the league half the league literally. They were sick,
0: yeah, they, that was still when the original six teams yeah. were still there. That's it. Even yeah.
1: So haven't been able to keep up. Still trying to find the stat. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But uh I can I just wanna make fun of the Leafs. Mm. Tavares just scored for the first time in like a week yesterday. Matthew's still leading the league. Connor McDavid,
0: absolutely amazing. Mm. Oh, my goodness. That Sidney Crosby goal? Miko Rantanen. Miko Rantanen's setting the league on fire. He's going to $8 million,
1: perhaps? They took away a gorgeous goal from Landis yesterday. That line is just, they're shredding teams. Rantanen is going to be like this year's Kucherov. He's just going to break out and destroy everybody. I I really like Miko Rantanen. Mm -hmm. The Sabres need to find their
0: Miko Rantanen ASAP. Me too. Okay, uh, while I'm still searching for this stat. Okay, yes, I found it. I found it. Okay. Uh, This comes from Bill. He's a contributor to the Charging Buffalo. He says, from Broski Bakes on Reddit, fun name there, the Sabres have an all-time point percentage of .536 out of their 3,747 regular season games, while Toronto has a .510 and 6,317 games. If the Sabres were to lose their next 186 regular games, they would still be .001 above Toronto's current point percentage. Alternatively, the Leafs would have to win their next 343 games to match the Sabers' current f- .536. In conclusion, snack on that for lunch, Maple Leafs fans. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. But I think it might have been last year. I was looking up... Uh, this all the Sabres' seasons, like like last year, for some reason, I was just like trying to look at their playoff history because it's been so long. But like, this is their worst stretch in their franchise's history. It is these past ten years because they came into the league they they well, they picked, they were like they were bottom five that was the year they drafted Rick Martin then the next year I think they picked fifth again but then they were in the playoffs their third fourth year. And then they made the Stanley Cup Finals the fifth year. Mm-hmm. And then they were good all the way up until the 80s. Then uh, Perot left, and then they, they had three first-round picks. They drafted Phil Housley, Dave Anderchuk, Paul Sear. They had a couple, couple years where they had three first-round picks, and then they turned it around again. But then, then came the years where they couldn't get out of the first round of the playoffs, and then the 90s came, Ted Nolan, hardest-working team in hockey. And then came this, so... They've been in the playoffs for a majority of their time in the
1: league. They've had good teams, but the playoffs have just been a different story. Take this as under consideration. Our longest stretch without the playoffs before this whole thing was three years. Yes, like, it's we, crazy. we've been one of the best teams in terms of win percentage mm-hmm. in the NHL since we came into the league. We we've been historically really good team. The Sabers have, but. They, hard times have befallen us. Very hard times. <laughs> very hard times. Doubled, how, what's the playoff drought now? Seven years? It's one, two, three. Eight. Eight years. We get out of one drought and we enter another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, could you, man? What if this How long could this go on? The Leafs were 10 years. Oh. <laughs> this is our best chance we've had. Just think about it. We, we, we've only gotten a better team. On we've, paper. Uh, come on, it, it looks better on the ice. Hey, listen. Some nights. Five wins in October is no doubt improvement. It's going to be hard to screw up this pace. I'm going to go on the record and say it right now. It's going to be hard to screw it up. Teams do it, but it's going to be hard. There
0: yeah, it's with young teams and there's no doubt the Sabers are on the rise, but like they're, you're you're going to see that all season. You're going to see some nights where they look amazing like in the Anaheim game, and there's going to be some nights where they look Dreadfully awful, like in the home opener. So I feel like there's just been no in between. When was the last time they haven't had a single game this season where they have just looked average? And it's haven't, it's haven't too lost extreme. A close game yet?
1: We've been on both ends. Um, we haven't gone to overtime yet. Yeah, that's one thing. I don't know if that concerns me or if I'm just if I don't care. It's only nine games, right? Yeah, short sam- small sample size. So listen to. Not counting this season, I'm gonna read you our finishes from the since. Oh my God! Did you see Nate Schmidt signing extension? Yes, yes. I just
0: saw that. Wow, that's a lot.
1: Five point nine five. Six years. Wow. Do these are our divisional finishes, not counting this year from twelve, thirteen will do because that was a full season. Eighth, starting with last year, working backwards. Eighth, eighth, seventh, eighth, eighth. <laughs> And then the final year with the Northeast Division stuff, twelve, thirteen, we were fifth, so we were last. Anyway, yikes. Then twenty eleven, twelve, the last full season with the Northeast Division, we were third. That's oh. so we are better than like Toronto and Ottawa, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Uh, how times have changed. <laughs> But hopefully, <laughs> things
0: are on the up and up. It's kind of funny. Okay. Uh, move on to the next topic now. Yeah. Yes, of course, the Sabres face Montreal tonight. Uh, 7 o'clock puck drop. Is, is, yeah, we're, they're back home. This mm-hmm. is going to be interesting. I could have gone to this game, but I have, to, I have to work. So it's a shame, but I'll catch a game
1: on DVR, hopefully. I am knees deep in other stuff that I can't mm-hmm. go to the game.
0: Uh, the Sabers will face Antti Niemi tonight, but the Sabers have a track record of making em- Antti Niemi look like a number one goalie. So let's see how that goes. Remember
1: what we were saying about facing Jaroslav Halak? Yes. At least
0: I was super excited. You, was... Just, Yarrow Halak always looks good against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Try finding a time where he looks like the true Yarrow Halak. Okay, you want to talk about Johan Larsson?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's been fine. I'm. I was. I was impressed with Johan Larson. He he's played really well for the role he's been in. He had a scoring chance against oh, I don't remember, it might have been San Jose. I think it might have been that destruction. But he or maybe he was even against Anaheim. Was he in that game? Yes. Okay. Anaheim. One of those Big games played at the end. One of those games. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. That's Thank you for bringing that up. I'd like to bring that up as well to address that. He had a scoring chance a few games ago, I'm not sure which one it was, can't remember but it was a wraparound behind the net, just couldn't get the right angle on it, couldn't get into the net, would have been his first of the year. Then against Anaheim, we're preserving a 3-2 lead. They set up a one-timer. I don't know who took the shot for Anaheim, might have been like Getzlaff or something, but Larson sacrifices life and limb and gets in front of this blazing slap shot, blocks it, Berglund goes up the ice, scores the empty netter. I thought that was a I, – I hope he got a big round of applause in the locker room. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Because that was a amazing play and helped the Sabres get to above five hundred once more and prevented possibly the first overtime game of the season. So I'm impressed by Larson. I think it's amplified by the fact that – Everybody hates him. He, well, that – I mean, I'm impressed by him because I, I don't think – He's in as important of a role now where if he comes into the lineup and plays well, it's on the fourth line. Yeah. Yeah, and he's on the fourth line. And if he comes in and plays well, it's like, oh, well, that's nice. I feel like the beating boys of years past (laughs) just have been
0: okay. Larson's been fine. Gergensen's has been surprisingly good. Pommenville, like some – I'd say it's half and half. Half people are down on Pommenville, but he's been good. Uh, Beaulieu. Has been one of the better defensemen. That's a that's a surprise for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Oposo, Kyle Oposo has been pretty
1: good. The team is better as a whole, and yeah, Oposo has been very good. He had a goal taken yeah. away from him. Had a Scored really nice against Anaheim. Right? A really nice power play goal. He's picking up some points too. He's he has he's getting some assists. I'll pull up. Reinhardt's pass on that that goal as well. It was Rodriguez to Reinhardt. Beautiful triangular triangular play. If you will, uh, Rodriguez set up Reinhardt, who set up Apozo for the the burial on the power play. So beautiful play.
0: Thomas Tatar, Max Domi leading the Canadians and scoring mm-hmm. both with eight points. So decent pickups in the offseason. season for them.
1: Canadians fans are loving Domi. Mm-hmm. They're they're loving that trade. Uh, Galchenyuk came back, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, did the Coyotes play yet? I'm not sure, but I saw you was getting top mm-hmm. line minutes with. Christian Fisher, hmm. I believe, right. and...
0: Oposo has five points, Reinhardt has five points, and Pommenville has five points. Sherry's cooled off a little bit production-wise since being taken off Eichel's line. He's got four. Ristoline and Rodriguez both with four, and then a bunch of guys with three and two.
1: But yeah, okay. I'm going to bring conversation back to Niemi just for one moment. He's played two games. He's 2-0, and oh, but hmm. an 89 save percentage. It's not good. And a 2.88 goals against. All right.
0: Let's see what – I hope that the Sabre, the Sabres team that we get tonight mm-hmm. is like they got against Anaheim. And right. and I saw, like, people talking about that the game against L.A. was one of their best road wins in years. Yeah, in it was. In years. I couldn't watch the Ducks game in full, but – I heard that was a great game as well. So hopefully, you know. Oh, we dominated the Ducks. just stringing some good games together here. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they can go on a run. When was the last time they went on a run like a good long winning streak? The tankier, the yeah. tankier.
1: We can have a three-game winning streak the first time, and I don't know how long. I'm gonna. I'll go through everything. I probably. I know, right? Recording, got... but that's that's an idea for some tweets later on today mm-hmm. too. Before the game, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm probably gonna do that. Do some research. Okay, on. Tage
0: Thompson. Mm-hmm.
1: scratched again this is going to be his third well if
0: the lines remain the same from yesterday's practice he'll be scratched for the third game in a row so like what's the point i don't understand the point of you're just going to keep a 20 year old player in the press box you send yes. him to rochester the thing uh joe and i were joe dibiase and i were talking about this yesterday but the thing is they don't have anybody to put in the press box mm-hmm. in buffalo so they'd have to call somebody up but who are you going to call up just to sit in the press box justin bailey yeah, Justin Bailey is that guy. Call yeah, him up, exactly. Put him in the press box. I don't see any problem with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because with guys like Larson playing well. Oh wait, Ellie's Ellie's here. Yeah. Yeah, is Ellie's Ellie still scratched? Yeah, you can. Send, he wasn't playing. Yeah. yeah, you can just
1: send Thompson down. Thompson has been so. About, in, I always forget
0: about Remy Ellie.
1: He's been so invisible that I I didn't even know honestly he was scratched mm-hmm. last game. They have to send him down, but it's not like a punishment or anything. It's just he
0: needs to get more some more confidence, start scoring. And Rochester, they imagine him going down there. He's going to help him out even more. He he just needs to get more confidence, and yeah, he he's been he's been good at points, but he just he needs to start producing. And I get he's twenty. People are already writing him off, but I actually I haven't seen a whole lot of good. I've okay. seen some, like, some flashes. Mm-hmm. Some flashes. Just him, like, carrying the puck, getting a couple shots off, but he's just mm-hmm. – he's. I wouldn't say he's been terrible, but mm-hmm. there's no point in keeping him up in Buffalo if he's just going to sit three games like, – what's the point of sitting him three games mm-hmm. in a row? Come on. Mm-hmm. Send him to Rochester. Send him down now. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a notification in this episode <gasps> that <Right>. – <laughs> Right when you said that, you got a notification. Yeah. Oh. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets sent down soon. Maybe, I don't even know, maybe they'll claim somebody off waivers just to be uh, extra forward someday, but who knows. I look
1: forward to those that Elliot Friedman tweet every day of the waivers. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Okay, uh, Tanker Bank. Yeah, that's right. Fun segment, kind of like buy, sell, trade on the instigators, but we put our own s- name on Ours it. Ours probably came first. Mm, maybe, I'm not sure. Well, Something like anyhow, that. I thought... It's been around for a while, if you've been listening...
1: Yesterday, and yesterday and I got the idea to bring it back. We haven't done it in a really long time, tanker bank. Mm-hmm. And if uh, if I got some time after you
0: leave here, I'll yeah. uh, put some music in the back. Yeah, so
1: hopefully we yeah. have some sound in here. Yeah, so that, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. If all goes, if all goes well, maybe I'll maybe I'll do something with Fiverr and get a dude. Or hey, funny, if any of our listeners maybe want to volunteer for a shout-out, record a... If you have a booming voice, an awesome voice, and want to be on the show every week, if we mm. do a Tanker bank. Oh, segment. speaking of that,
0: speaking of that, uh, I, I'm trying my hardest to get a phone for our studio mm-hmm. so you guys can call in. and Because uh, Steve of the Charging Buffalo is going to be joining us here soon. He's going to be producing our show. He'll be behind the glass, and he'll be able to screen your calls and whatnot. So we're hoping that someday, soon, we will be able to... Uh, have you guys on the show calling maybe we can bring some guests in on here as well so we are hoping, hoping for the best we
1: want a legit producer not just a dude who. yes not, not just a dude as our third wheel not like
0: alan yeah um, yeah, <laughs> yeah if not... you guys have been listening for well it's been around for almost two years now almost 3 we you've been going forever yeah if if you guys remember alan that you guys are ogs so mm-hmm. yes without okay without further ado tanker bank tanker
1: bank all right I will ask the questions then. All right, all right. Let's Our go. first question on Tanker Bank. Will Lawrence pilot be on the team before the All-Star break? Yes.
0: So you're you're banking? Yes, I am I'm banking on that. Easily. I think he, I think he'll be in Buffalo. Someone's going to get hurt eventually, knock on wood, but yeah, he's going to be up. I I I firmly believe that Lawrence pilot will be in Buffalo.
1: Let me ponder my my conscience here for a minute. And
0: Lawrence Pilot, he's been injured the last couple of games. I remember uh, he got hurt. Like, I think he wasn't playing in the – I think it was the Marlies game. Yeah, it was the Marlies game, the Amherst. I want to see, yeah, they won in a shootout that night. They scored on all three shots in the shootout. But Pilot wasn't playing, and there was speculation that he might be called up. And I th- mm. yeah, he's still in, he's still at the top. Yeah, he's got ten points in six games. He's missed the last couple, so – I think, yeah, he should, I think he started practicing again the other day, so he'll be back. Something in my mind
1: tells me to tank on this one. Really? I'm going to rev up the engine. Okay. Yeah. I. It's just not something I see.
0: I don't think they're going to call him up to reward his good play. It'll be for an injury.
1: Yeah, the Sabres, but even with that. Same thing with Olofsson. I just don't see it. This team doesn't often do what the fans want. True. It's development.
0: Right. But although... I think I mentioned this on the last episode. Screw development. He's been playing in professional hockey for, like, four years. Just same thing with Olofsson.
1: Olofsson's been playing pro for four years. Can I – oh, you know what? I, now is a good – can I just interject here yeah, and say yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Listen, people. Victor Olofsson doesn't need to adapt to the North American game. He had – Still leading the AHL on points. Yeah, he was at a 2 point a game six games already to see mm. six games into his play on North American ice he doesn't need to adapt.
0: Yeah, there's no ad- adapting. Adapt. Same thing with pilot. Yeah. I just I just don't see it. They've been playing pro for a very long time, four or 5 years, I believe. So I get, like you can wait a little longer, but I I don't I just don't understand the whole Mm-hmm. adapting to the North American-style play because these guys are dominating in yeah. the AHL. So There's no more adapting to do when you're mm-hmm. dominating at
1: that level. So. Okay. Next question. Next question. Will Linus Allmark take over the starting role in Buffalo's net?
0: This, this is a tough one. It is a very
1: tough this one. It is a tough one. I'm going to tank
0: on this one. I think Carter Hutton is going to be the 1A starter, if you will. Throughout the season,
1: I'm gonna bank on it.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Now imagine he does. Does that open an opportunity to maybe trade Carter no. Hutton? No. no.
0: Do not trade Carter Don't Hutton. Don't trade him. Because at the once, because then you gotta bring Scott Wedgewood up, and then this is true. It's true. Just a preposition. It's important because, like, what if Allmark trails off if that happens? And what's your backup plan? That's true. You got Scott Wedgewood, and still then you need... got nothing else in Rochester. Although
1: Wilcox has been playing very well so you still need the veteran in the Mm -hmm. room following on that will the sabers be sellers at the deadline trade deadline banking on it yes i
0: even if they're close i don't see them buying i could see them doing nothing i could definitely see them doing nothing and holding what they've got but I, I, again, I get they've won their past two games, and they're above 500, but I still, I'm not going to say they could be a playoff team yet.
1: I I really don't want to drink the Kool-Aid.
0: I'm not ready to say that they're a
1: playoff team. I think I am going, I'm going to take the deposit slip to the bank on this one. I'm going to think about it at the counter, look it over, and think, hmm, do I really want to do it? I'm going to go to the bank, though. I'm going to go to the bank on this one. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Because they do have a lot of
0: rentals, Skinner. Skinner can get you a lot. I really think he can get you a lot, but I, we'll, we'll bring up Skinner again but in a little long, bit about yeah, long the long extension. Long. We'll talk about the extension in a little bit. But, yeah, Skinner will net you a lot. Like, think about what the Bruins gave up for Rick Nash. The Sabres should get even more than that. So that's one thing to think about. Uh, Larson. Got one year left. Gergenson's has a year left. Bolu McCabe, they all have one year left. Pominville, even I had a dream that the Sabres got a first round pick for Jason Pominville at the trade deadline, and I woke up all happy thinking that it was real life, but no. So yeah, it's I think impossible. I think sellers, it could happen. I think it could happen, but I I don't think they will be buying. I just don't see a world unless they're like winning the in first place in the Atlantic Division. I just don't see that happening. So I don't see a world where the Sabres are buying at the trade deadline.
1: Okay, well, in the event that we are buying, perhaps, will the Sabres trade at least one first-round pick to bolster their chances at the playoffs? Because uh, if we're trading a first-round pick, it has to be. I don't think that it'll be at the
0: deadline. I, I don't want them to trade. any of their first-round picks. I say hold on to them all and draft players with them. But I don't think they'll move one at the trade deadline. I think they'll move one closer to draft time and maybe potentially lure in a younger player that becomes available towards
1: the draft or maybe even move up, who knows. I'm going to bank on this because I think if we do trade them, we trade them at the draft. Mm -hmm. We trade one or two of them to move up. Who knows, we could have two top-ten picks if all else fails. This season, they the Blues pick.
0: The Blues are they've been playing a little better recently. But keep in mind, it's no guarantee the Sabers keep all three of these picks. There's is a, the Blues the Blues lottery. the Blues pick is top ten protected? They the their pick was also I think it was lottery protected. Where if they won the lottery, the they would get to keep their pick. But the Flyers they didn't Blues didn't win the lottery, so the Flyers get to keep their pick. And then they drafted who. who uh, Joel Farabee. So a similar situation there. So if the Blues, say, come short of the playoffs and pick 13th, like at the draft lottery, you'll see Bill Armstrong, who's their assistant GM, he was there last time. He'll be at the lottery, and if the Blues win the lottery or finish in the bottom 10, they get to keep the pick. Sabres got 2021st. If the Sharks miss the playoffs, Ottawa will get their pick this year as a part of the Eric Carlson trade and then Buffalo get their twenty twenty first round
1: pick. Well maybe as the season goes on, Botrell will track that and if he sees one of those scenarios happening, he'll try and move it early in case it does fall to a mm-hmm. one player order. one player the only player that I would
0: like the Sabres to trade one of these first round picks for is Jacob Truba. That's it. Mm-hmm. That is it. At, for the time being, Jacob Truba is the only player that I want. I would like to see the Sabres move one of their firsts for because he's that type of player that you can play alongside of Rasmus Dalin for a very long time.
1: Now, you, you brought this up, but a while ago we had a conversation, would you trade Ristoline in for Truba, and I, I had said no. Well, now it's a yes. Oh, easily. Yeah, absolutely. I would I would move Ristolainen for Truba in a heartbeat. I don't think the Jets are
0: looking to move him, though. Well, but, yeah, I don't think the Jets want to move him, but they might have to move him.
1: He's a bit, he's hard to convince to sign mm-hmm. for some reason. But if you, because the thing is, they look at the Jets' defense. He's uh,
0: Tyler Myers. They're probably gonna let him walk. Josh but, Morrissey is there. Yeah, Josh is there. But, ben Sherratt is playing fairly mm-hmm. well. I I still think Truba is better than Tyler Myers easily, but mm-hmm. and that, he's probably. Somewhere close to Dustin Bufflin, I don't think. Not as good as Bufflin just yet, but but yeah, I
1: I would take Jacob Truba on this team any day of the week. All right, moving on. We have two more questions, or four more. Two more for the Sabres related. or well, three more, One more Sabres related one. Two league ones. Ken O'Reilly still a Sabre today if he doesn't give the I've lost my love for hockey speech. I'm going to the bank on this one. I am, too. Yeah. I was thinking about this yesterday because O'Reilly's off
0: to a really good start, and it got me thinking, like, wow, I wonder what this team would be like if O'Reilly was still here. I feel like we were – everyone was too rough on him. O'Reilly's still a really good player. I hate that everyone trashes on the guy on his way out, but he was a really good player, and I I kind of miss him. I kind of miss him on the team, but
1: I feel like it was something that they had to do. It had to be done because yeah. a lot of this team doesn't happen if he's not gone. Mm-hmm. And they did get three
0: three decent players out of it as well. That, Thompson's got some upside, in my opinion. So that and comment, and then the pick, it's the trade was about the picks and Thompson. The Blues had to get rid of Berglund and Saboka to make it work. Mm-hmm. Although Saboka and Berglund are pretty good, two very good bottom six forwards in this league, but it had they had to do that so i i would have preferred if that montreal trade if it would have ever gotten down to overall pick and then the sabers to pick a Kachuk brady kachuk's a really good player and undoubtedly would be a better player than ryan o'reilly someday yeah this comment but still everything we need to see how these picks turn out before we can judge this trade this, we don't know yet
1: this comment was the one that broke the camel's back if you will yes this was there's always the rumors and then mm-hmm. we're past that on to the league, however. Let's ask the less spicy one first. Will LA fire Coach John Stevens before Thanksgiving? I'm going to the bank.
0: I am too. Yeah. The Kings are old and slow, and they just look this they look like they're not even interested out there. The Sabres, I'm not because I dominated, but they were really good in that LA game and the Allmark, you can't even like, draw oh, we, up an easier scenario for him, and that That was an easy game. We dominated. Mm-hmm. It's fair to say. We could say that. Yeah, the Kings, they just... Look at their cap friendly. I'm going to bring up their cap friendly right now and just read off to you guys some of these ridiculous
1: contracts that they give out. It's, it's I awful. I am happy you bring that up because there is no way Drew Dowdy makes it through that contract. With his style of play and his age already, he's what? How old is your dowdy? 28? 28. It's an eight-year
0: deal. Mm-hmm. So, and he's still, got, he's still in the final year of his last contract, so he's going right. to be there for nine more years.
1: So it's going to conclude when he's 37 or 38 years old,
0: mm-hmm. which isn't going to happen. And there's going to be a rebuild in L.A. sooner rather than later, so I wonder if... It'll, like are guys like Kopitar and Dowdy going to be wanting to be there for a long rebuild because their prospects aren't that great to begin with? They're not. They do have a few good ones, and Gabe Velarde, Akil Thomas, and Rasmus Kupari, but that's about it. They don't have many defense prospects, so it's Anderson a weak system. Dolan doesn't even get. He got sent down wrecking, to WHL. Yeah. So yeah, so they got Kopitar for six years at ten million. He's already thirty-one. Kovalchuk for three more years, six point two five. Jeff Carter, four more years. He's 33 at 5.2. Uh, Tavoli's got two years left at 4.6. He's still only 26 though. Tanner Pearson also 26. He has got three years left at 3.75. Trevor Lewis is 31. He's got two years left. Kyle Clifford's got two years left. He is 27. Uh, then they got a couple of young players. Dowdy's got nine years left, seven million, and then it goes up to 11. The year after. Dion Fanof, three years left, he's thirty three, five point two million. Alec Martinez, three years left, he's thirty one. Jake Muzzin is twenty nine, four million, two more years. And then Jonathan Quick is five years left. Thirty two years old, five point eight million dollars. Lots of term for old guys and big cap hits. This is gonna get ugly.
1: They're Detroit West yep. yesterday, mm-hmm. but they're pretty much the same thing as the Red Wings. Not very good pro- – well, Detroit has better prospects, much better prospects. Oh, yeah, easily. But it's not looking good there. It's not, not. looking good in L.A. The The boys' club took over and – That's why you don't let the boys' club take over. Absolutely. You and... don't let players run the team.
0: Sabres are eh, – Oh, you're right.
1: Yeah. I mean – Except you know, Bottrell – I wouldn't right.
0: call Bottrell – Bottrell played he a, a little much bit a for player. the Sabres. But he he was... was an executive for yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. I don't think – because Rob, Rob, Rob Blake, Rob, Rob Blake. Blake, like he was around for a little bit. I if it were who's the uh, Mike Fuda. I would have given it to Mike Fuda. That is Robitaille involved? I think Luke Robitaille is like the president of hockey ops. Like you don't let your hear- that, was, that was a concern for Housley, but
1: uh, yeah, the thing I feel
0: like the. The, they don't care they're what not going to be like like in Colorado when Joe Sackick was an idiot but now Joe Sackick is the genius after the Matt Duchesne trade
1: what I mean by don't but, let players on the team botch roll and what's going on in LA is completely different yeah, thing easily like, yeah yeah it would be it's like Pat LaFontaine it's like kind of what mm-hmm. almost happened Pat
0: LaFontaine being the president mm-hmm. it'd be like it's it, it's like
1: I'm trying to think of a good comparison here if like and given that all of the guys running the Kings were L.A. Kings, mm-hmm. imagine if we had... Uh, Gilbert Perot, the GM. Yeah. We had Mike Pekka as the okay, that's, that's, president of yeah. hockey operations. Like, come on now. Teppo Newman as, like, <laughs> director Te- of scouting. Teppo Newman was a coach? He was an assistant <laughs> he, coach. He was an assistant coach? Yeah. Then he, G- he had the... Flies. That was, wow, that was a long time. That was, like,
0: I feel like that was the pre-tank teams, right? Yeah. Like around 2012, yeah. 2013. Oh yeah, yeah, that was yeah.
1: That was when Lindy was here. Yeah. Impromptu tanker bank. step on Newman and Hall of Famer? Mm-hmm. He had some good years in Arizona. He was one of the best defenders in the league, and with Winnipeg, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna fringe I'm gonna, though. I'm gonna tank. He'll be waiting for a while. One more tanker bank. As okay, well. okay. Does William Nylander get traded? No. I'm going to tank that.
0: Uh, I It sounds like they have no intention on trading him.
1: No intention at all. I'm going to bank on this. One. Really. Because there are reports now that offer sheets for Matthews could be around 16 million. What? Yeah. That's what I heard yesterday. That I is that going That's
0: here comes another lockout. Mm-hmm. Just get ready because 16 million.
1: Mhm.
0: See, that's why the people that are like, oh, Jack Eichel's overpaid. Ten million is gonna be in five years. Yeah. Ten million is going to be the six million five years from now. Like, remember keeping the back of your mind. Remember when Thomas Vanek was getting what? How much money was Vanek getting paid on the Oilers' offer sheet? Seven? Was it seven? Or was no, it five? I don't remember. But anyways, I that w- that was like in two thousand seven. Vanek's money. That was like he was one of the highest paid players in the league, and now he's that's like. Second line money now, seven million dollars. So I think it was seven. I'm pretty sure it was seven million and then they match the offer sheet. But anyways, yeah. If Austin Matthews is getting fifteen million dollars, that just makes Jack Eichel even more valuable asset because he's on in only ten. Like, yeah, I can I can get down with when you say Matthews is better than Eichel, whatever. I don't care. I think Matthews is a better player than Eichel at this moment in time. But if Eichel's making $6 million less than Matthews, who's the more valuable asset to your team? You know? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I, I heard this on the radio yesterday. I'm not sure where oh, he got. I it. I don't him, think bro. the Leafs can match that offer sheet. No, you can't. And if you are offer sheeting Austin Matthews, which I hope the New York Islanders or Coyotes do, how, how sweet would that be if the mm-hmm. Islanders offer sheeted Matthews? That would be hilarious. Because you either screw them over or, or you – yeah, you either screw them over cap wise, or you screw them over by hey, I just took your franchise center, and he's younger than John Tavares, so that is that'd be beautiful. I want to see that more than anything.
1: Again, I'm just repeating what I heard. Yeah. So that. Oh would yeah, be... there's
0: no there's no reports or anything right, out there. Right, right. It's just something that you heard. But that that would be. Yeah. Mitch Marner's gonna be M- Marner. Marner might even get more than Michael You never
1: know. I want Lamarello to pull off the ultimate power move mm-hmm. because. The He has all the screwing over his former team. He has all the cards in his hands. Mm-hmm. And they can afford it, too. I really mm-hmm. think they can. He Did he I draft really, all those guys, too?
0: Who? Uh, Marner. He didn't draft Marner. Mar- did he draft Marner? He might have drafted Marner, but he did draft Matthews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, that it, it would just be beautiful. Hey, you took our guy. We're going to take yours. Power moves, baby. That would be awesome. And if the Coyotes do it, too, that would be sweet, too. <laughs> that would be so Going cool. home. And if you give Matthews a five-year deal, it takes him right to unrestricted free agency. So, in hy- hypothetical here, if Matthews does, if Matthews, because remember, Matthews has to sign the offer sheet. He has mm-hmm. to si- sign with the team that gives him an offer sheet. That's they can't, right. It's not like NHL 19, where he's like, yeah, here you go. And then he's like.
1: But if you're given all that money. You got to at least think about
0: it. hmm yeah, you have to at least think about it. But then if the Leafs match the offer sheet and say you give him five years, that takes him right down to restricted free agency. And man, you're like, see ya five years from now and he can go home or go anywhere else. What would compensation possibly be for... That's four first-round picks. <laughs> like, first picks. That's four first-round picks. And if whoever gets Austin Matthews, those are going to be in the late 20s. Would you trade uh, the 20, 22nd pick that 28th pick the 29th pick and the 32nd pick because Seattle will be around so that's -hmm. another first round pick in the first round for Matthews easily Mm -hmm. four late first round picks for Austin Matthews all day every day absolutely so yeah that's that's beautiful I hope and even if because I think they'll I think the Leafs will sign Matthews they'll find a way to get a deal done before July 1st but Marner will probably that'll probably go until July first. So, mm-hmm. I think even off sheet Marner like twelve million, do it. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. I would love to see the Islanders off sheet Marner. Yeah, imagine Marner and Barzell. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Filthy. Okay. Uh, should we get into questions now? Do yeah. We anything else to address? No, that's that's all I had. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we touched on just about everything. Yeah. So we'll get into. Some questions now. Uh yes, uh whenever there's not a whole lot to talk about, I'll ask for some questions and we'll get to most of them or we'll try to get to most of them at least. Okay, first one here. What is the craziest thing that you've ever done in the name of Sabres Hockey? Start a podcast. I wouldn't call it crazy though. <laughs> no, no, I no. no. I, I just
1: I never saw myself doing it. I'd yeah. always wanted to do it, but I'm glad the opportunity arose. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can think of two
0: off of the, off the hop here. Uh, a couple few weeks ago, I drank glue. Uh, somebody that, that's somebody threw out our bottle here, but yeah, I drank glue because Matt Tennyson made the made the Sabers, so that's interesting. And another one. Uh, I don't, don't want to give you know, like my life story or anything, but I don't know, it was it was during the tank, and I w- my life was just consumed by the tank. Mm-hmm. You you saw it firsthand. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, saw firsthand. My life was consumed by the tank. I didn't sleep. I stayed up until 1 in the morning watching the Coyotes and Oilers. I would get uh, noticeably frustrated every time the Sabres would win a game because I wanted Connor McDavid or Jack Eichel on this team more than life itself. And so I tried to spread awareness of the tank. I started an Instagram page called Tank for McEichel, and I would try and spread awareness. I would let everybody know, like, you know what? Know the what the Coyotes were doing, what the Oilers were doing, if the Sabres won,
1: uh, every scenario. Like, there's probably some folks out here listening to this who never knew that was you. Yeah, and they're just like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. this is that guy." Well, that wasn't really a big account. Might, like, by the draft, I might have had like
0: 150-ish followers. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it, it never got really big, but then it blew up when I started like covering the team, if you will. Mm-hmm. So then, like. That's how I really got into this, mm-hmm. really, without without the tank, without that winning streak in November where they went 11 and three or whatnot, I wouldn't be doing this today. So, I give all the credit to that Instagram page that I made almost five years ago. Now it's been forever ago, but, but yeah, if you if, you, if any of you are listening right now, remember Tank 4 McEichel. Those were the days. You guys are the OGs. I appreciate you all. Another crazy thing I yeah had. I'd never be with the charging buffalo I would exactly never, yeah it's yeah everything happens for a reason folks
1: absolutely another crazy thing I've done I mean I've dropped two hundred bucks on a jersey so <laughs> I don't even want to think about how much money yeah. I've dropped on jerseys yeah yeah so
0: I haven't really done anything crazy I've watched
1: mm-hmm. and I've complained and
0: okay another one a couple draft questions here uh, who are some guys you like in the upcoming draft? that you think would be a good fit on the Sabres. So, uh, actually, uh, thank you for bringing that up. I have a the October 2019 NHL Draft Rings up on the ChargingBuffalo.net, so appreciate if you would go check that out. Uh, some descriptions on the top 31 guys I even have a list of some players that the Sabres should be targeting, so I'm going to just bring it up now. I'll give you my top ten. Uh, Jack Hughes, number one. There's nothing else to say about this guy. He's going to be the number one pick. He is just filthy. Kapukako, number two. Uh, the Sabres have to win the lottery to get Kako, but he would be the ideal pick in my opinion. He, have you seen that that gif of him for TPS? He just circles around the net, going around everybody. This guy's. He might be still 17 years old, and he's like he dominant at points in the Finnish Liga. Dylan Cousins, center at number threes. He's, oh my God, I love Dylan Cousins. Uh, Vasily Podkolzin, I he's probably, I'm not going to say my favorite player in the draft, but he's one of them for sure. Just a dynamic scoring winger out of Russia in the MHL. Peyton Krebs, uh, natural center, but he's played the wing for the most part. Uh, I've talked about Krebs before on the podcast. He, he reminds me, probably because he plays for Kooteny, but he is just so smart, a really gifted passer. He reminds me of Sam Reinhardt when he played for Kootenay, but more more speed and more, a more dynamic style of play to his game. So I really like Krebs. Uh, best defenseman in the draft class, Bowen Byram. Uh, Kirby Doc at 7, big center. He's having a really, really good, strong start to the season for the Saskatoon Blades. Number 8, Ryan Suzuki, brother Nick Suzuki. One thing on this list that you'll see lots of brothers and family connections to former NHLers and recent draft prospects. Number 9, Philip Broberg, the second-best defenseman in the draft. And then number 10, Raphael Lavoie out of the Halifax Mooseheads in the Quebec League. So some guys that I really would like to see the Sabres target, Peyton Krebs. This is a list that I have at the end of the article here. Peyton Krebs, Kirby Dock. Bowen Byram, Philip Broberg, guys I already mentioned. Anthony Honka, brother of Julius Honka, Dallas Stars player. Uh, Right-handed shot as well, a very offensive-minded guy. Uh, Rafael Lavois, another one. Uh, Arthur Kaliev, I think he's already a goal game. He scored 31 goals for the Hamilton Bulldogs last year. This is the player that I want Buffalo to draft. Arthur Kaliev, I've heard it, Kaliev, Kaliev, either way, this guy is – the guy he is a pure goal scorer I wouldn't be surprised if he even like squeaks up into like the top five I really am high on this player this is he's my favorite player in this draft Arthur Kalioff Matthew Boldy's been getting a lot of love from the scouting community if you will I think I have him at like 12 or 12 13 14 on my list but he he's definitely going to be a riser I think Craig Button had him at seven and I didn't me Craig and I put this out the same day so like I didn't copy his list or anything what people some people would like to think Cole Caulfield he's another guy I would love to snag with I'd love the Sabres to snag with one of those two later picks he is a pure goal scorer scored 50 plus goals in the for the development team last year he undersized but is already getting comparisons to Alex DeBrinkett. Uh, and then a defenseman, uh, Cam York, plays for the development team. Nick Robertson was really good at the Holinka-Gretzky uh, Cup. And then you got Maxim Chekovich, Jacob Pelletier, and Valentin Nussbaumer. Those are just some guys that I had on my list that I really think would be good additions to the Sabres. And I said it in the, in the draft ranking piece, but th- what the Sabres need – are scoring wingers, bonafide scoring wingers, and a defenseman that can play with Rasmus Dahlin for the next 10 years. That is what they need out of this draft. Okay, and And that's That's all for that.
1: I just want to give a little plug for our colleague, our boy, Austin Broad, Mm -hmm. with the Broad Statement, Yes, this awesome column he has now on the chargebuffalo.net. Go check that out. Austin is such a good dude. Mm-hmm. and he'll he'll be appearing on the Potathon with yes, you with as me. well this yes. saturday yes so yeah
0: saturday uh, saturday at the gallery mall go i think you can listen yeah you can definitely listen live uh, you can also go there i think it's by Dick Sporting Goods as well i don't know like what, what the setup will be like but I'll, Austin and I will be on with Chad D Deminis and Anthony Sciandra
1: mm-hmm. of
0: Die by the Blade it's gonna be a fun hour of Sabres hockey talk. I think we're on from noon to one, so go check that out. Buffalo Sports Podathon. I think you can also donate to uh, BB&G charities. I think there's a Venmo up, so definitely go donate to that if you
1: have uh, the time and resources to do so. And also, just scrolling through this article, he brings up two points about not just the these his his article his most recent column focuses on our power play, but Two of these issues actually are issues that we see in even strength play, a gamely, if you will, basis. Yeah. Uh, zone entries or power play zone entries, and lack of urgency. I think one thing I failed to rant about a lot is the lack of urgency. That's kind of skipped my mind, but definitely check out the broad statement. I Austin's the the best yeah, guy. Yeah, excited you could ask to meet for. Austin. Yeah, Absolutely. he's good. Good man. Give him a follow. He probably already do if you're listening, but great guy. Yeah. Okay,
0: next question a Friend on the show, show Joe C. Old friend of mine, uh, would you rather have the three first this year or have two this year, two next year?
1: Oh, I'd rather
0: have the latter, two, two, two this two. year, two next year. Yeah, I'd rather take the three because then mm-hmm. uh, I haven't put enough time into looking at next year's draft. But the thing is, I don't think those picks are lottery protected next year. Right, that's the thing. So like, there could be a world where the sharks just have a miserable end of the year, miss the playoffs. Ottawa gets the pick. The Blues finish in the bottom 10. And Buffalo only has one. But then they got three picks next year. And then I can see a world where both teams even fall off. And then Buffalo has, like, two top 10 picks. Buffalo rises up and then picks in the 20s. What
1: draft is Lafreniere supposed to be in? Next year. So him and Hughes. Hughes. Luke Hughes, right? Luke Hughes is in the year after that. And then I
0: think – oh, I forget his name. He's – There's this guy who's applying for, who could be applying for exceptional status. Uh, He's from Ottawa. I know that. Wow. hmm. So his name's escaping me, but we have it.
1: We're talking next year. Lafreniere is gonna be. I'm sorry, I say it the French way. I I like saying Lafreniere. 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 I always hear French. Can you say Lafreniere? Yeah. J. J. I don't even
0: want to think about Alexi Lafreniere right now. <laughs> if this if we're talking I'm, about I'm Alexi if we're talking about <laughs> Alexi Lafreniere a year from now we're in deep trouble. That's
1: I'm not talking like I want him. I'm just saying I'm just asking. John oh my like, god, if if they win
0: him. the if they win the Alexi Lafreniere lottery with one of the, if one of those picks goes to next season, like mm-hmm. that's a godsend. Mm-hmm. Then they win the trade. If you're talking about win the trade and the pick they get in the Vander Kane trade somehow turns out to be Alexi Lafreniere, then okay, cool. But I just don't see that happening. Uh, yeah, so thanks for that question. Do you think that Skinner will continue to score? We forgot to talk about the Skinner extension. Uh, I just want to bring this up. I do think Skinner will continue scoring. He's going to score at least 25 goals this year alongside Eichel. But if they do sign Skinner, it's going to be no less than five five years not a penny under $7 million. Not a penny. Max Pacioretty, $7 million. JVR, $7 million. I don't know if I'm prepared to give Skinner $7 million right now. I get he's on a tear, but wait it out. Not I would just wait wait a little longer, see if he continues this hot play with Eichel, and then talk about extension. I think that's the plan. There, there's no reason to say, like, hey, let's put the pen to paper right now. They have time, wait it out.
1: Yeah, I, I'd say closer to the deadline is I, I, I do want to extend him, but I'd say if he continues this play, mm-hmm. which he will, wait till the deadline because this is Jeff Skinner we're talking about. He pretty much carried the Carolina Hurricanes to anything they achieved when he was there. Not much, not much. Yeah, but again, anything they did, they already didn't do much. Mm-hmm. It, it was because he was there, in a good way. Yeah, but. I'm in favor of it. This is still Jeff Skinner. He's still going to score for you. I say go for it.
0: Okay, uh, next one. Now, do you believe we got this the last time? I do not believe. I do not. Not yet. Yes. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I'm, I'm, I'm. 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 Give it. Ah.
1: The old expression. Ten more games. Ten more games. Twenty games. I, I don't know what to think of this team yet. After November is usually that's yeah. that's that's the tell. all Now. The The old saying around here is cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. That's what I am. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, we talked about Pilot and Olufsen. If, if anything, just wait until the deadline. Uh, not wait until the deadline. Uh, wait until an injury. I think that's... They're definitely the first two called up. Pilot and Wolfson, mm-hmm. uh When there's an injury. Uh, will Jack Eichel score 80 points this season? Yes. I I think he will. Easily. He should. He's already right on point per year. He should. Uh, knock on wood. Jack, stay healthy. And... uh Hopefully you can finally hit that point per game threshold. Uh, how can the power play improve? Again, go check out Austin's piece on chargerbuffalo.net, the, the broad statement. Yep. Uh who gets called up first pilot or Olofsson? That will be uh depending on the injury. Yeah. or yeah, I just, circumstantial. Yeah. Uh, when will we settle on a starting goalie? I don't think they will. It, it seems like it, Hutton is the guy. Hutton
1: is the starting goalie. I think we already are. Yeah, it's not an urgent matter. Mm-hmm. We don't have to. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's as long, they're both playing well. You don't. It's not a big deal. Okay.
0: What is one team you're you've been impressed with, and one team you've been disappointed with? Hmm.
1: Impressed with the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, I. I I'll go Carolina. I, I thought like Florida as a team was ending up like. Longo got hurt, didn't he? Right. But yeah. before the season started, it was uh they they kept saying oh Florida is going to be, you know, the most improved team in the league. Mm-hmm. But I expected how they're playing right now, they're they're going to flame out and not be as good as they were last yeah. year. Disappointing. Let me think here. Let me let me let me scroll through teams.
0: Hmm. Uh Vegas has been kind of disappointing. I'm not. I'm not disappointed by their results thus far, but you, yeah, I
1: mean, you had to see it was coming. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm
0: uh, Minnesota's my second team, so I guess I could say I'm kind of disappointed by
1: how they've been playing. Disappointed. I. I want to say. Ottawa. Ottawa's been playing good, but I like seeing they Ottawa. Like a, Ottawa burn. I want to say the Philadelphia Flyers. Okay. 'Cause I it's gonna be another season where were they in the playoffs last year? The Flyers? Yeah. I believe. they so. yeah, they faced Penguins. Yes. It's another season where they have a good year before, but then they can't follow it up the next. They're not in the playoffs right now, and they're having goalie issues again. I praise them for taking their time with Carter Hart. Yeah. Though. Because you don't put a twenty-year-old no. into the NHL right away. Thank goodness they haven't reached level of desperation to bring him up from wherever he, he is. He's got to be good. Hart's got to be their guy, or else they're in or, big trouble. Yeah, this team just cannot find a goalie. I just, I, I know Van Riemsdyk is hurt as well, but something strikes me as off-putting mm-hmm. about this team. Uh, next question. I like Vasily
0: Coles and do the Sabres have a chance at him? They have to be very bad to have a chance at Vasily Coles and he is a, he is a player. Uh, top five youngsters, not in the NHL or AHL. I didn't look at this question until now. Maybe we'll get this in the next, next episode, but, yeah, it's, uh, I'd have to think about that. Mm-hmm. We don't have time for that right now. Apologies. Oh,
1: that's that's nice. <laughs> that's charming.
0: Uh, yeah, I think we'll end off on that. All right. Yep. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll talk about the games from from uh, tonight until next Thursday. Yes, Thursdays are our days. We're gonna bring you an episode every Thursday for the foreseeable future. Again, we're gonna try and get that phone. We're going to try and get a phone in the studio so we can take your calls. Let us know if that's something that you would like, if you would, because we do record very early in the morning here, around 8, 8 30. We start on Thursdays. So I know most of our followers are in school. So that would be something that we would have a problem with getting some listeners to chime in on here. But, but yeah, we're going to try and do that. We're going to try and bring in some guests. We've been getting consistently decent amount of listeners here ever since uh kids got back in school the listeners have gone down but Mm -hmm. but yeah that's fine uh anyways yeah we'll try and get some guests in here get some hockey experts on here i know i'd like to get some draft guys in here i know it's early like people get put off by the fact that i like talking about the draft this early but Mm -hmm. the draft is the lifeline of your organization and this is i think i said this in my piece this is the biggest draft in sabers history This is crucial because this can help them become a contending team very soon. So, yes, we're going to try and up the quality for you guys. We've been editing a little more, we've been putting some work into the intros. Yeah, so yeah, we appreciate you guys for listening. Of course, we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Charging Buff. You can follow me on Twitter at JoeTCBNHL. You can follow Luke on Twitter at LVKETCB. And as always, See you in the next one. Thank you for listening.